Five Things First Thing with JR Morning's Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and Jamie Edmonds. Happy February 2nd. Morning! Off to see the groundhog? Yeah. Think it'll be an early spring. Didn't we do this yesterday? I don't know what you mean. Don't mess with me, pork chop. What day is this? It's February 2nd. Groundhog Day. It is, and we relive it every year. And Puxatawney Phil or Woody Out and Howell is going to be out to tell us from their rodent prognostications whether or not we're going to get six more weeks of winter. Love that movie. And Same. There, yes. there, there's the scene where he asked the lady at the bed and breakfast, uh, do you ever have deja vu? And she goes, I don't know. I'll ask the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Oh, so, yeah. Groundhog 2024. We'll see what they say. But, in fact, we're already there. Yeah, uh, we temperatures are. are warmer than normal. Uh, it's been wetter than normal. And uh, no matter what we should ask the, the the groundhog is, are you wet? Are you cold? If not, get back in your holes. <laughs> right. We'll see you in six weeks. I don't know why we do this, but. Yeah. It's a fun tradition. It is. I do a lot of hype around it. start? I do love the from the meteorologist. Oh, well, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. like any of us take it seriously, guys. <laughs> right. Come on. Uh, it, it is a lot of fun. So uh, welcome to February 2nd. Thank goodness it's Friday. Uh, Going to be a great weekend, guys. we got the uh, Plymouth Ice Festival. We've got the Motown Winter Blast in Royal Oak. Mm-hmm. Lots of great stuff going on this weekend, and the weather will be pretty accommodating for it. And we, we're supposed to get some sun, too, I believe. What? We will. We will see our shadows. Going to make an appearance. That's okay. Later on this <laughs> <Awesome>. afternoon. <laughs> Hi, hey. shadow. Yeah. <laughs> been a while. Um, yesterday, as we would have expected, we have been getting basically the prosecution's viewpoint, the prosecution's context, and the prosecution's spin in the involuntary manslaughter trial against Jennifer Crumbly. Yesterday, it was her team's turn. Yes. And it was both an exercise in distancing herself from the gun and the child, but also uh, just trying to put on a picture of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Jennifer Crumbly, she took center stage in the trial of uh, for four counts of involuntary manslaughter stemming from that tragic event at Oxford High School. With emotional gravity, she recounted the days and moments leading up to the shooting. I've asked myself if I would have done anything differently, and I wouldn't have. <clears throat> If you could change what happened, would you? Oh, absolutely. I wish he would have killed us instead. In her testimony, Crumbly revealed that her son never sought help with his mental health, despite indications in his messages. Did you ever believe that your son needed mental health treatment? No. I mean, there was a couple of times where Ethan had expressed anxiety, not to a level where I felt he needed to go see a psychiatrist or a mental health professional. Regarding concerning behavior at school, she says she was never informed. Now, dismissive of her son's alarming messages about seeing or hearing strange things, she brushed them off as just mere antics. Crumbly also distanced herself from her husband's involvement with firearms. Who is responsible for storing the gun? My husband is. It was more his thing. She recounted the morning of the shooting, highlighting a meeting with school counselors where no red flags were raised. Despite her son's stress, they agreed he should stay in school. Crumbly passed off the counselor's assertion of an abrupt end to that meeting, claiming it concluded naturally. Now, despite the horrors that transpired, she maintained she would not alter her parenting approach as that trial continues guide today in Oakland County Circuit Court. Uh, court it is the prosecutor's turn to cross-examine.
And the prosecutor will ask the question that went unasked yesterday, which is why, when you heard all the troubling information about your son, granted, some of it should have been transmitted earlier in the Mm -hmm. relationship with the school, but when you heard about that, why would you not divulge the existence of the gun? And that was a a question that her defense team, uh, with with obvious uh, strategic, omitted. They were trying to paint the picture that this was a happy family. They showed all these thumbnails of their life throughout the years. And we went on this trip and we went on this trip and we were happy and everything was fine. Um, You could just see where they were going with that. Picking and choosing. Yeah. Yeah. And that this was her picture of her family. And you know what? We all have a blind spot when it comes to our kids. Sure. Right? That's true. And so this this is going to be her version... But again, it begs the question, what would a reasonable person do? And, and her take on the, on the artwork with the gun, gun and saying she saw that more as an act of defiance than it was a cry for help because they'd had an argument the night before about not doing grades. your math assignments. Mm-hmm. And he drew the picture on his math assignment worksheet. I just don't believe it. Just no. If there's a presence of a gun, you've gone practicing with mom exactly. and dad, and now he's drawing bullets and people bleeding, and you're called to the school. How do you not make that connection? And well, I think that's what the prosecution will ask today. Attorney Todd Flood will join us at 635 to give his take on the uh, crumbly testimony. i also like to hear what he thinks about the defense attorney. Yeah, there have been some real, and mm-hmm. she's opened up a can of worms now because the prosecution wants to look into some of the privileged communications mm-hmm. between her and her client when they were on the run, and it, it will, it's, you know. That was the other thing. They were planning on turning themselves in. It was no big deal. We just went to our friend's art shop. And <laughs> right. slept like, on the in the basement on, on the right. floor. Yeah, yeah, we have. And it, I do think that perhaps she may get some sympathy for the district not telling her about some of the things that they were hearing from Ethan about how bad his family life was and how horrible he felt about his own life. Uh, why wouldn't you clue in the parents that he was saying these things that are obvious signs of depression, you would think? Yeah. Um, but again, she keeps saying, well, they were very nonchalant. We followed. It was, it was my husband's fault. It was the school's fault. I wouldn't have done anything differently, really, including telling mm. them about the gun. Hmm. I think she had to say that. They practiced that. Yeah. Oh. And then they set up that soundbite of, I wish he would have killed us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, No question. It was an important visit for President Joe Biden yesterday as he's trying to shore up what is, according to the latest polls uh, from Bloomberg and others, declining support in battleground states like the state of Michigan. Shows him trailing Donald Trump by five points here. Uh, In other states, it shows him trailing Nikki Haley by more. And yet Trump supporters staunchly behind the former president saying that he is the best option for beating uh, Joe Biden, uh, more or less ignoring what these some of these polls are saying. But increasingly, it's all about immigration and one of the most astonishing, alarming and infuriating immigration cases going on right now in New York. I don't understand this whatsoever. A group of migrants attacked NYPD police officers. Well, one officer and a lieutenant on Saturday night after the police officer said to this group, why don't you just move along? And then they were charged. The DA's office found the correct people, charged them and released them without bail. Oh, God. And multiple reports say four of those initially re- arrested and released after court have since boarded a bus under alias 
aliases and headed toward the California-Mexico border. So I yeah. don't think they're going to return for their court date. What, what, yeah, what is no. bail about? Exactly. Bail is about ensuring appearance, right? This is right. what Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan District Attorney, said. Violence against police officers is never mm-hmm. acceptable. It is paramount that we conclusively identify each defendant and specify each participant's role in the incident. Well, good luck with that when they're wow. in California. Good Lord. I don't understand this whatsoever. They're saying, well, we, we need to get the facts straight. But you charged these you people. You charged them. They attacked police officers. One of them was uh, charged, and there's a bail set for him. His name's like Henry Brito. It's $15 bail. But the rest of them were released. The one guy was flipping off the reporters when he was leaving, yeah, and or, now they're gone. But, you know, that's also a message for Alvin Bragg. You know, he's disrespecting the judicial system. Yes. And who is the judicial system here? The district attorney whose new no-bail policy is so permissive that you let a cup, a bunch of thugs, seven thugs that beat were. the hell out of your cops that's what they were. to walk free. Um, the police, Benevolent Police Association, why aren't they in jail right now? They brutally attacked a police officer and our, a lieutenant. Our criminal justice system is upside down. Yeah, it's, uh, it is sad, infuriating, and it, you know what? And it's going to continue this. It's going to come back to haunt them in November. Yeah, no, it so, is. And, uh, and then we have Rashida Tlaib voting, only one of two House members, to vote against a bill that would ban Hamas terrorists in the United States that would say... No, you can't come here if you supported what happened on October 7th. She says it's unnecessary and duplicative. Perhaps it also sends an important message, which you apparently don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the failure on so many school districts' part to heal student achievement after learning loss from COVID. Why are so many districts failing? We'll get to that next on JR Morning at 619.